This episode of the Golf Gable Podcast on the Sports Gable Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet 10 bucks to get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bet. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game, plus a 100% instant deposit match at ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SGP. And Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 15 k with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And, of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, welcome in, DJs. It's your boy, Boston Capper. Twiddler Steve is not here. So we have uh, DJ Brian Kirshner filling in. Brian, what's going on, baby? How are you? Couldn't be more happy to join you. You know, Steve, he, he has some pretty big shoes to fill. Obviously, he's unbelievable. Puts out great content, puts out great info. So for you to think of me to fill in for the role, you know, I can't say I'll do half as good a job, but I couldn't be more happy to chop it up and talk DFS and talk Pebble Beach with you because I think it's going to be a really great event. Do you? You really think this is going to be a good event? You like Pebble Beach? I mean, I think we're going to hit a winner. I oh, mean, I think we're going to make a bunch of money. But, no, obviously, anytime there's a three-course rotation, anytime there's a pro-am, you know, it's definitely less intriguing. But, you know, got to treat all the events the same. And if some people are taking off this week, I think it helps a person like us that uh, when we do it every single week and we can find yeah. some value and find some great bets. So I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you on that. But as far as, like, just being able to watch it, no, the, the fucking – I hate – the three courses. I fucking hate yep. it. It makes me insane. Last year was great. Uh, thank you, COVID. It was one of the positives. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it just because whatever. I'm a degenerate. I like the gamble. So it's fine, but it, it is one of my least favorite events. Yeah, four. Um, if it was four days at Pebble Beach, no pro am. Like, oh, I think it would be a top tier elite event. And Absolutely. It's just not, but, you know, you got to take what we got here. And we got. We get a better field over at the Bonesaw Classic over in Saudi, right? So I'll, I'll be betting that too, honestly. I think that if that field was in, you know, the PGA Tour, I think people would be climbing to bet over it. So I love it. I'm going to be betting Saudi. The numbers aren't great, but I'll, I'll be on both events this week, and I'm doing a pod um, with a Euro guy um, for the Saudi because I think uh, it's a good event to cap. So I'll be all over it this week. No, definitely, yeah. And, and it's funny because there's a correlation between guys who do well here or win here are always live at the Masters. So it's something I paid attention to. I think I think – who won last year over there? Paul Remember? Casey, I believe. Casey, yeah. So I definitely did not bet him because I don't bet Paul Casey. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So all right. So uh, you got anything for uh, for recap from uh, this this past weekend? We were we started to talk about it a little bit. Uh, so I was like Luke List versus uh, Will Z. You know, it, it's 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 really interesting to me, and it, it kind of proves something that I've always thought, and that sometimes the most obvious and sometimes the most popular pick comes into fruition and actually work out. If you made a model last week and you put the right things in it and you emphasize driving distance and you emphasize short game and you emphasize pole putting and you emphasize long iron game, Luke List was in that 
Yeah. He was in it Absolutely. and you were like, wait, what is he doing here? And he goes out and wins at 80 to one. And he was super popular. He was shocking DFS. And then yeah. Zal Torres, one of the most popular bets of the week, heavily used in DK because it's like you play Zal Torres on long, tough golf courses. He's elite with his long irons. And this was a perfect setup and they play in a playoff. It's just like, wow, models and yeah. what people think, you know, sometimes works out. And I think sometimes people get too caught up in ownership and what everyone's doing where it's like sometimes the most obvious best play usually works out. Yeah, sometimes it just slaps you in the face, right? And I, and I am definitely victim to that. I'll hear, like I was saying off, like I'll hear them pick up steam on Twitter and I'll immediately just dig my heels in and go contrarian just to fucking be contrarian. And that's something yeah. I need to work on. Like just, just because that's how I am. Like I just need to work on that because you, you lose out on some of the most obvious plays. Like it's, uh, it, it's frustrating. Uh, it's frustrating, especially somebody who, who who has put a lot of money into Luke List and did not have any piece of him this week. Um, but whatever, man, I'm happy for him. Like I said, uh, it was good for him. What did you think? Uh, what did you think of the Sunday though? Like, I mean, Sunday it was good TV, right? I mean, Rom Stockin, uh, Zalatoris, like just just it was it really was it was a very intriguing television. No, face, I really enjoyed it, and like usually I try and have some action on Sunday just to like you know keep me going because I'm obviously going to be watching it. I had no action on it, and I really enjoyed it. I thought the broadcast was actually pretty good. Um, I thought like. I wish List, you know, teed off later because there was kind of a lull between – because he was unbelievable to watch. He was yeah. – like, he played so well. And then Zalatoris, he was just kind of, like, playing pretty conservative. And yeah. I think that if you polled everyone when List got in at minus 15, it's like, that's not going to stay. That's Even to start the day. Yeah. No, he started at minus 14, and it's yeah. just like – well, I mean, I was really – like, obviously, like, on Twitter, I'm just, like, you know, bullshitting for content, but – I really thought Sanjay had like a good shot to win. Like two shots double the first hole. (laughs) Like I really was like Sanjay, he's too back. Like he's been really good on Sundays. Like no one's like Zal Torres, like Billy Horshaw. I didn't really trust those guys. And he goes out and doubles the first hole. And it was only 15. All he had to do was shoot was three under. He shot like minus one. He missed a shorty on 18. Like Sanjay, and he was in the fairway. Like it sucks. It happens. And like, we hit Cam, so, like, we're going to have some bad luck by our way. We're not just going to hit now right every week. But that was – I was, like, excited. I'm like, okay, Sanjay, he's in the okay, mix. Let's like, go. He yeah. can, you know, he could be close at least double it's on one. It's like, okay, all right, fine. And I was like, I guess that was like Rose. Like, do you think Rose knew he needed, he didn't need to fucking eagle? Do you think he would have went for the fucking green? Like, I saw him put it in the drink, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that it, it was kind of weird because no one was really in the fairway on 18, so it was kind of hard to say what the right move was because we didn't see a lot of people go for it in two. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if he did, if he, all he needed was a birdie on 18 to, to make the playoff. And he, I mean, it was pretty, it wasn't impossible to make a three-shot birdie there. I mean, no. if you're dialed in with your wedges, the way the slope was, you could put one in close. Obviously, like Luke listed, obviously easier said than done. But, yeah, yeah to put it in the on the only water on Torrey Pines, that's that's <laughs> tough. Yeah, it's real tough. Yeah, I mean, talk about – I mean, and in reality, maybe he would have needed an eagle if Zalatoris didn't hit that fucking first putt on 18 before the playoff with his purse, right? Like, if you're on the golf course with your buddies, you're like – Jesus fucking Christ, man. 
hit the ball. Like, they, like, the just was that? turned out, though. But, like, oh, it just went I right. Like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, Zal Torres, like, his mid-range putting was really good. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, he, and he'll but, make a 20-footer. But, then but, this, but this, this is the thing that people, like, don't get. Like, I think everyone would think of that par five on Friday. Mm-hmm. where he hit a bomb drive, hit a bomb three-wood, and was like, okay, just like, just don't three-putt for par. And it's like he's got a two-footer for Bird, and he just boofs it. It's like, oh, that was pretty bad. Yeah. But then, at the so it's like if he makes that putt, he hypothetically wins the tournament. But then you look at Luke List, and he could have won that by two shots. Oh, on Sunday. On Sunday, he was – I think I even tweeted. I was like, is there anything more painful than watching Luke List – Fucking putt from four feet. Like I, I literally tweeted out. I said, "Man, like Lucas eighty to one. That's a tough outright ticket to hold because he blew it in his eighteen. Like he played excellent. Like yeah, don't absolutely. get me wrong, but he could have shot two strokes oh, yeah. better. And but he that's just did it. That's yeah. why I even said it on the DFS pod. I was like, listen. Like uh, we talk about chalky Luke List, and listen, I've ridden that roller coaster enough. I said I'm good. Like I know what it's yeah. like. I hate watching him stand over a five footer, or you follow him on Shot Tracker because he's not on TV. You're like Luke List from three feet, two butt. Fuck me. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's definitely maddening. Uh, but yeah, man. Overall, I thought it was a really good t- tournament. Uh, golf snobs, uh, architecture snobs like uh, like Steve uh, hate the course. I think it always delivers. Um, yeah, I think it actually looked, I think it picked up well on television. I think it did this time. You know, it was out of this year. Like, you know, obviously the U.S. Open wasn't that long ago, but it kind of seemed a little bit different than the U.S. Open. Like, obviously it's a different time of the year and the course setup was a little bit different, but I thought it looked more interesting and more intriguing this broadcast than from what I remember at, um, at the U.S. Open. Well, I think the main thing with Tori is like, like, w- like, there's no like image of tour in your head. Like you kind of have like that water on 18. 18. Like, that's that's like, that's other it. than that, it's just it. like, okay. It's just yeah. like long straight away tight fairways. But again, it's great to see a winning score at minus 15. Like it's great to see these monster par five. It's nice seeing these guys hitting the longest players in the world, hitting 200 yards and see these greens. Like that's what we want. And it's yeah, the opposite of this week. Everyone's going to have a legend to every green, but you know, it, it, I, I always enjoy Tori, and, um, you know, it, it, it was fine to watch. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you got any thoughts? Uh, obviously, you guys can go listen to Steve's preview show, course preview show, um, on how to break down uh, Pebble. Are you looking for anything particular in the golfers you're tagging in this week? Yeah, I mean, I think that birdies are better from 125 in is going to be very important. This, these are three very short courses, and these guys are going to have a lot of wedges into the green. I think something that I'm definitely de-emphasizing this week is strokes gain off the tee. I just, I don't think that it's going to be that important. You're not going to have to gain a bunch of strokes off the tee here because it's so short. The rough is not penal that you can club down and just hit, have a premium of hitting the fairway and be in a lot better position. And even if you want to, like, there's just, it's not a huge driver course. It's not like no. Caves Valley or Torrey Pines where you're ripping driver every single hole and you're getting it out there as far as possible because you're going to have long approaches in. So definitely. And I think short game and putting on Poe is important. These greens are tricky. These greens are a little bit different. And these greens are small. So these guys are going to be missing greens. And they're going to need to work on their um, around the green game and Poe putting stuff. So I like guys that have experience in the area and guys that have played well in California. Yeah. So do you focus more on guys who just play well in California or guys who have played well at this specific track? 
Like, I would obviously like them to play well at, like, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am and be familiar with the area, but I just think that there's a lot of cases where people that just seem to play well in the California swing, guy like Francisco Molinari, Patrick Cantley, Matt McNeely, Max Homa, like, they just play well in California, and I think that it has something to do with how tricky these greens are. I just did a pod with Andy Lacko. Check out everything he does. You know, he's a big fan of the program. He was on oh, last yeah. week. Yeah, he was on last week. <laughs> and, you know, he was talking Love about Andy. these 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 greens are tricky. You know, you're going to have some misses from three feet for par. And, you know, if you're just kind of coming out of the woodwork and expect to just play super well on these greens, you know, you might be. So I think, of course, it, Course history and experience on POA definitely is important this week and something I will be definitely high on if they have shown that they could do it before in the past. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. So, like, this is uh, this is something where I want somebody who's played well here, um, has good track record, obviously comfortable at a course like this. I feel like it's just like anything, just like Tori, right? Like, if you played there enough, like, you get used to it, you know the track, and you do it. And the POA putting is, and I mentioned it last week, uh, how Andy uh, talked about it on his pod. It's a confident putting stroke. You know, like like he talked about Sneds, right? Like, listen, I know I can make a putt on here, right? But Kisner doesn't like to putt on POA. Right. So yep. that's something to think about. Like, I mean, if somebody doesn't like to do it, think about you when you're on the golf course. If you if you have an iron in your hand that you fucking hate to hit, like you're not going to hit the ball well, period. End of story. Like, that's just the way it goes. You, may, you might get lucky one out of ten swings. But, yeah, I, I think the pole putting is uh, is very important. I think, of course, familiarity is very important this week as well. Um, well, listen, before we jump into uh, DFS projections uh, and ownerships and things like that, if you guys are ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and coming soon to Louisiana. We're bringing all the excitement of the win Las Vegas to online sports betting casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips, so get in on all your favorite teams and players. WinBet is now beginning pre-registration for the state of Louisiana. Place a $10 bet, and regardless of the outcome, you'll receive a $250 in free bets. It's a pretty good fucking deal. Uh, when WinBet goes live in Louisiana, all other new customers have a chance to bet to get $200 in free bets with the same $10 bet. And don't forget about all the props that we'll have available over at WinBet for the Super Bowl. The best part, you can build your own bet to create a prop-focused same-game parlay for the big game. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from Boosted Parlays to Live and Game Odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. So bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. I'm so jealous of all you guys who have legal fucking sports betting. And Florida, Florida's like the people who live here are just like the worst. We didn't even come close to getting this thing on the fucking ballot. Not even close. Not close. Absolute fucking nightmare. It's tough. I I really like it for outright betting because we're always getting the best numbers. But if I'm just throwing 50 bucks on an NFL game, I'd rather just do it on my local still. Like, I don't like depositing a lot of money into like, but I'll deposit in for for outright bets, but other than that, I'd say on my local. It's just a lot easier. Yeah, so it's funny is I use my offshores with my first round leaders, right? Because with my local, I have a minimum bet, and I'm like, I'm not trying to throw fucking twenty five or fifty bucks on every single first round leader. That's a that's a quick way to go broke. <laughs> so, so fucking so you know, I'll throw ten ten twenty on that man. I don't want to throw twenty five on Sun Kang every week, man. I'll be fucking broke in no time. Um, but yeah, I do the same thing. It's for outrights. My offshores of her, my outrights and my first round leaders. Everything else, I pretty much go through my local, and they usually hang worse numbers anyway. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So uh, we'll just scan. We'll scan the. We'll scan the ownership here real quick, just because it's super early in the week. It's what is it? Fucking Monday at like eight fifty. So there's like you know, a couple hundred lineups made. But the chalk is pretty much what you expect. Can't land burger in the ten k range. It's seemingly everyone in the nine thousand dollar range, other than Fitzpatrick, 
and Kiz is chalk. I mean, seriously. I mean, everybody's above 50% other than those two. Uh, Seamus probably was a tick below. Um, in the 8K range, this looks like the forgotten range as it typically is. Uh, Lanto and, uh, Gesundheit. And, oh, Jesus Christ. Hoagie is fucking over 13% again. Oh, Mito. Oh, yeah. Mito's 15. Uh, there's some chalk in here. All right. Uh, and then Russell Knox, uh, 13. Kucher, Reedy, <laughs> Nick Taylor. Uh, Nietzsche is fucking red. That is interesting. And then you got, uh, Troy Merritt, who I like, Stallings, who I like, still sub 10. And in this 6K range, you're looking at Austin Eckerot. I don't know how to say his name, but that's the closest you're going to get. And then you get Mac Hubbard, uh, at six and a half. Percy at 6.7. Frank Gay shot up. Damn it. I liked him earlier. He was sub five earlier, but yeah, that, that's the jock man. I mean, it's, it's who you expect, right? I mean, is there anybody that's surprisingly chalked to you? No, not really. I think everyone's garnering like very good ownership. I think Fitz is is very interesting being kind of the low owned guy, kind of the forgotten guy. Um I think he's really a great pivot. Um, you know, he played well here at the uh the US Open a few All years right, ago. Save it for the nine K range. Save it for the nine K range. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we'll just jump right in then. We'll go to the ten K range. I'll let you start first. Give me uh give me the one guy uh you're gonna play, or if you got two guys you wanna play up here, and then if you're fading anybody up here. You know, Sometimes when we get into events like this with three courses and it's a pro-am and there's a lot of variables, sometimes it's best to just take the most obvious, simplistic route, especially at the top. So I already made my single entry lineup this week, and Patrick Cantley is in it. I think Pat Cantley is a guy that no matter the course, no matter the course conditions, you can just count on him to play really well. You know, we played well at the Amex, played well at TOC. Dude just started a heater, and the thing about it is that he's a California guy. He played really well at this event last year, was a 36-hole leader, and I, I see no reason why he doesn't finish in the top ten because he's that talented. I'm that high on his game, and he's going to a course where he's shown that he can contend before, and when you throw in all these variables, you play the best play. You play the best player. He's hands down the best player in this field. I... You know, I think Zalatoris and Spieth are easy fades. I would rather fade Spieth because really? okay. everyone thinks that he's going to turn it around at this event because that's where he turned it around last year. But I just look at how he's performed and his approach game since um, basically the Open, and he just hasn't performed super well. And, yeah, he's going to a great course fit, but I just – I just don't think it's that simple to say he was shitty all last year leading up to this event, and he found it here. I think it's a completely different circumstance. So I've made money fading speed recently, and I'm going to stick to it. Okay. Listen, I don't, I don't hate it, right? So especially in DFS, maybe the outright market's a, a little different, right? You throw a couple bucks on him to see yep. what happens. Um, listen, can't lay – what are you gonna do? I mean, he's can't like. like what you, I mean, he he should have won this fucking thing last year. What, I can't even remember what happened. He was up to like a, yep. a ridiculous stat. Should have won it. Uh, but for my DFS lineups, I'll take the extra seven hundred bucks and I'll take somebody who I love here as well. Berger, um, top five last two, one last year. I hate betting the back to back winner, but listen, he played fine last week. He didn't light anything on fire, but his putting came back. Right. So he was losing strokes gain putting for the last four or five events prior to that. Actually gained some strokes again. Um, just really didn't do much on Sunday or really Saturday either. I think I lost a matchup with him. Yeah, I lost a matchup on Sunday because fucking DJ couldn't beat Berger. Uh, busted up a six fucking T, uh, six, six matchup parlay. Thanks, DJ. Oh, no. 
Yeah, put that shit in the mat. Put that shit in the water on eighteen too. That fucking asshole. Uh, but yeah, listen, I love burger here. I think it's price of the outright market's wrong. Um, you can't go wrong with can like burger in my opinion. And I and playing the Amtia psychologist, there's no way I could play Willsy this week. I don't know what is. I don't know what is. I mean, what where would your head be at after missing the same putt twice to lose a tournament? Right? Like I guess this will show his makeup, and I don't know what it is. Whether he's gonna be fired up and want to go out and fucking like really prove he's gonna win. Or does he, you know, have a bad week because he just fucking let a tournament slip out because he missed 16 feet worth of putts? You know, I think the thing about Zal Torres is that the reason why he was so popular and why he played so well last week is not going to come into play this week. Agreed. Last week, him being excellent off the tee and really good with his long irons, you're not going to have that this week. You're going to have a lot of wedges in. So last week suited his game perfectly, and, you know, he probably should have won the tournament loss in a playoff. But, you know, you come to a birdie fest where you're going to have a lot of wedges in and off the tee, and you're not going to have a lot of long irons. You know, I think it's an easy fade. I just think the only concern would be that his ball striking is so on point that it might not matter. matter. You know, like yeah. he just that dialed with his wedges and that like all the clubs in this bad that he just like gets it done. But I really, especially in the outright market and DFS, like I don't think people will play him. But if you really just want to zag to zag, I think there's a case to be made. But I think it's pretty easy for me not to play either Zalatoris or Spieth this week. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm fine with that, man. I mean, it, you can you can play devil's advocate for any of these guys up there in the nine k range. I mean, this is like Sophie's choice, right? Like, I mean, if there is, do you get that reference? Or are you too young for? Yes, it's a movie about the Holocaust. Yes, I know. The um, no, it's not. The um, no, it's absolutely not. But we'll just move along. Um, the uh, I mean, I like a ton of these guys up here. Uh, I think where I would do is I don't care if it, I don't listen. Jason Day looked good last week. He was ass every time he played here in the, what the last two or three years. Like as far as like his form coming in, and he still has T four T four T four outright fourth and tie for seventh. Like I don't know, man. I know he was chipping in and he eagled out and stuff like that. It was nice to see him back. I don't like his ownership, so I might have to pivot off him. But everybody up here is fucking chalky. I like McNeely, but I think I had to pick one guy to play. I think I'm going to take Rose. I think I'm going to take Rose. Your boy Andy put me on to him as far as, uh, or I guess our boy Andy put me on to him because of his Sunday uh, finish two weeks ago and his, and his ball striking. And it really came through this week. And if he didn't put it into the drink on 18, like he was right there, man. He was right there. Um, he's got a good, a decent course history here, but it was a long, long ago, right? I think last time he played it was like 2017. So, but I just feel like, I don't know, give me give me Justin Rose. I, I like riding a, a veteran in a place that he's probably familiar with in a weak field like this, and you can get a good number on him. And, yeah, I'm going to take Rose. And as far as fade, I'm going to fade Kiz. Um, I was on him when he T-third two weeks ago, but I'm just, I, I don't know. I just don't trust the button on Poa. And I know this should be a course for him, but he never really seems to do that well here. So uh, I'm going to fade. I'm going to fade Kiz. Love it. Love both those plays. I, I'm betting Mav outright just because mm. I just think I got a 28 on him. And yeah, I just think it's really kind of that obvious sometimes. And I'm, I think I would regret it more if he went on and win versus me just right. saying, Oh, I'm not going to bet him because everyone is. It's that obvious. I think 28 is fine. I wouldn't yeah. bet him a 22, but I wouldn't play him in DraftKings because I think his price is very high and into the lineups I'm building. So I don't like him in DraftKings. My famous 9K play in um, this range is Seamus Power. Look, 
He is second in total strokes gained in this field. He does it every single week. It doesn't matter the course. And I think that he's a guy that's trending so great tee to green that you get him into a weaker field and an event where you just have to make a bunch of birdies with your wedges. Like, that's him. Like, like I know he won the Barbasol, but I just yeah. think he's due for another win on the PGA Tour because he's that talented, and the numbers and the strokes gained are so unbelievable that I just think that he's due to just get really hot. But I just think he's the best DK play because he legitimately finishes in the top 20 every single week. It doesn't matter. So at 9,400, I can fit him into a lineup with Cantley. I really like that. And then I would say my fade in this range, you know, I don't really have a lot of conviction on any of them, but I would probably have to agree with you on Kisner. I just think Streelman has the course history. Fitzpatrick is really elite in it considering his world golf rankings and has been playing well in the European tour. And I think his ownership is great that I just think Kiz is kind of the forgotten man and I don't think it's easy enough to just say it's a short course he'll play well because you know again the POA a little bit is concerning yeah no I 100% agree with that and so yeah McNeely you're right he's he's got a ton of steam what do you think about and I love I love Seamus right I mean I was touting this dude uh literally just because his name at first right uh back when he was in the 6ks uh, so I followed him and when he won the Barbasol uh, I wasn't fucking on him because I was paying attention to whatever the other tournament was happening and I was very upset about that I love Seamus Power uh I hope he uh I hope he fucking does win because that's my boy uh what do you think about Trinkali so I I was kind of, I was talking about this like just from a very simplistic like, view this week, like, off the tee doesn't matter that much. Like, it doesn't, like, right. it, you're, it, you don't need to gain a bunch of strokes off the tee. If you just pull up, strokes gain total, and who's bad off the tee? He ranks 113th in this field in strokes gain <laughs> off the tee, but right. sixth in total strokes gain. So, hyper, right. so, in theory, it would make sense he would play well this week because he doesn't need to be great off the tee. Now, I thought this, but then what I kind of drew me back was that you look at his last three great finishes, okay? So, you have – he started with the Zozo. That was a difficult event. Hideki wanted it like minus 11. Yep. Houston Open. Coke Rack won that at like minus 10. Farmers, another difficult event. So I think his strength lies in maybe difficult fields where wow. you don't need to make a birdie on every hole and par is a good score sometimes. I think he's playing well. I think, you know, he does, okay. he's not great off the tee. It's not great here, but I worry that I don't know if he could pour it up enough to get to Minus 20 and win the event or finish in the top 10. Yeah, I mean, obviously everybody knows he hasn't won anything in a bazillion yeah. events too, right? So this, that doesn't that doesn't help the narrative. But, all right, well, listen, man, before we get to the AK range, uh, there are never enough things to gamble on. And the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing, literally the only sport that has more content than golf. So best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, the daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and get paid for real cash prizes and pick your horses, build your stable and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as 15 K with one entry. If you don't know anything about horses, not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select. Build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games, weekly tracks uh, at all over the United States. So get on the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you and your stables. And you can even follow 
follow them in the app and they can compare your own stats. So go download now over at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in the stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, and win. You ever get into uh, to horse racing? No, it's not something I'm I'm huge into. No. Uh, I've been to Saratoga a few times, but I did hit. Who won the the Kentucky Derby? The number thirteen. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I bet the I, 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 I hit drunkly bet it every. Minute. I hit him like twelve to one. So yeah. that was I Perfect. feel good about horse racing yeah. after that one. I'm sure I can't do it again. Yes, yeah, so I I grew up going to dog tracks. And like we would ha- we would have like degenerates like go cash the bets for us and like all, 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 everybody's like first job was because it was well paying was like walking the dogs around the track and shit so uh, I like dog I like dog racing and horse racing I I, I I'll pay attention to horse racing but maybe that'll get me back into it all right so eight K range man uh, who do you like in here you fading anybody so I I like Cebes but okay um like kind of a, like cooling a little bit. On him because his poa putting is not great. Right. But the thing about Cebes is, like we just talked about, he ranks first in this field in strokes game, short game, and second in strokes game putting. That is going right. to be at a premium this week. Yeah, and the biggest weakness of his game is off the tee. So I think that helps him a little bit. You know, he made the cut last week, you know, finished 45th. But I like it. But I do worry a little bit about the POA. So I think the other person I would like would be Hoagie. I think he's a little bit chalky, but he's been playing some great golf. And in these birdie fests in, you know, where it's more on approach and your wedges, he's shown that he can play well. And he played well at the Amex and he played decent at the Sony. And I'll just try that. He's in form of a fade in here. I would just say Denny McCarthy. Like, I don't really see much in this game that I think would fit him here, but I don't have any strong hates. But my two favorite players would be Hoagie and Cebes here. Okay, it doesn't worry you that because it like hasn't played here ever. Yeah, I mean that's uh, you know like no, I, I totally <laughs> think, and that's another reason why I might be a little cool on him. But you know, it, it's tough. Like I, I, I don't think I can make a full lineup with people that have always played here before like you're gonna no, have to no, take no. some chances but i i do think that lanto's catching a lot of steam people really like him he's been playing well has you know some course history to speak of here so i think yep. he's a good play but the ak in my single entry i have Cebes in there so i, I haven't thought much about others but uh what, what are you like in the, the ak range who, who are you who are you putting in your lineups so I like Lanto. I know he's been catching steam, and, but I think I'm actually, because he's catching steam, I think I might just look for an outright bet to get some exposure on Lanto. Um, I'm with you on Hoagie. Um, I was, <laughs> I was on him. I was on him. I don't know if you can hear my dogs. Uh, I was on him at the Sony, uh, and, uh, he missed the cop, but I went back to him at the MX. Uh, look, he played well there. I like him. I don't like his ownership being this high though. He, he's doing the, he's doing the good finish cut, good finish cut. Right, so people are just following the pattern. Like, but he should play well here. I'm, I, I did want to play Mito at first, but he's sobled, so he's dead. Um, and I, I like Matt Jones just because a little salary relief. He has a good course history here, but I think it would actually have to be windy. Like, I have to look at the weather forecast and see when it gets a little closer if it's going to be windy because he plays well in the wind. He's got a decent course history here at 8K, but for the most part, in reality, I'm skipping this range. Um, I put Hoagie in one. Uh, cause I do three lineups, uh, unless I'm doing like the 20, like whatever, the $5 or $3 20 entry max. Um, and I got, La- I got Lanto in one and I got 
Hogan one. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know about the Lanza one. I feel like I got to peel off it. I'm fading Ryan Palmer. Like he's just, he has a shitty course history here. Um, and that's, that's it. Like he's, he's, he is only a horse for a course. That's it. Yeah. You can't play, I, you can't play I, him I, anywhere else. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any merit in, like you would just be zagging to zag if right. you played Ryan Palmer this week. Like obviously he was very, um, like high, highly priced last week because he was amazing at Tory and that showed up. He played well again. Yeah. But. Until the 18th that he bogeyed and cost my fucking top 10. That was fucking. So you've had a lot of trauma on the 18th hole last week. I, I have, I have. And listen, last week was not good for you, boy, bro. I got my dick kicked in. It was, uh, it was not great. <laughs> the, uh, so you bad. had some Venmos for the bookie. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be hiding out. This will be my last podcast for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, that, no, that stuff. Honestly, like me betting list top ten saved me, and then I had a big wager on Sunday chop twenty because that always cashes. But yeah. other than that, I mean, obviously I didn't hit an outright, but I'm glad I at least won. Some money, yeah, on list, yeah, and then I then I chased on Sunday with football, which did not work out great. So you know, you know how it goes, man. I literally put I put a huge wager on San Fran to go over twenty and a half points. Yeah, that. Thank you, Jimmy G. That was not an over game. No, no, no. Just the team total, man. Doesn't matter. Just the, the Niners total. are not an over team. The Niners again. The last six times they had played, they had scored over twenty and a half points. Every single but it's, fucking it's the playoffs. Time. It's different, and they just came off a game where they scored ten points. They, they didn't win ten seven. They scored more than ten points. The offense. Okay, yeah. but that's that's Lambo. Listen, trust me. I get it, bro. I don't need it rubbed in my face. Okay, it was a fucking bad bet, and it got fucking crushed. Okay, <laughs> and all the not bets. only that, I'm hammered, and I'm fucking live betting this fucking thing. Like, as, like, and then that cocksucker drops the fucking interception. Oh my! It was a bad Sunday, man. It was it was not great for me. Well, um, I'm glad you can afford it. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. The, the, um, all right, man. Well, listen, before I jump into uh, the 7K range as well, uh, listen, Thrive Fantasy is back, man. Thrive Fantasy uh, is is bringing it back for the uh, for the big game, right? So with Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes and the biggest who have the biggest impact of the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup for the Bengals versus the Rams, and each prop is assigned a fantasy value, both the over and the under, based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game. That is $25 to enter, and first place takes home twenty k. And listen, use promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Deposit $100 or more to receive the match plus two free 100K contest entries. Download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store or the Play Store or visit their website by thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. They actually got good golf shit over there too. They were a sponsor last year. And, uh, I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy doing the, uh, the round to rounds. It's, uh, it's nice. They got like a $25, like a $100 one. It's, uh, it's fun. It's just over, it's just over under like Paz. Yeah. Burr. I enjoyed it. It was fun. So 7K range. There's a lot of fucking, there's a lot of guys in here, man. There's a lot. I, I just feel like I'm so chalky up top. I'm trying to find a pivot down here because I like, you know, I like Taylor. I like Kucher. I like Troy Merritt. I like, Reedy, like all these guys, other than where's fucking where's Merritt's ownership at right now? Because he's got a good course history, so he's sub ten. Everybody else I just mentioned is you know ten percent or above. I have to find a way to differentiate on this. Like I have to. Scott Stallings at eight point one, maybe maybe go Merritt and Stallings. Like 
it's Scott Stallings. It sucks to think about having to play him, but he's got a great course history here. Uh, yeah, let's take a look. So he's got, oh, shit, I just clicked off it. Now it's gone. Um, but yeah, Stallings here. Uh, 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 where did you go? A third, a seventh, a 15th, a cut is mixed in there, and then T30 last year. But three top 15s out of the last five times he's played for 7,100. Yeah, I'll take that. And then same thing with Troy Merritt, 7,200, uh, last three times he's played, uh, all three top 25s and a T8 mixed in there as well. So I like those guys. I like Reedy. Everybody's going to like Reedy. Like this is a Reedy course. Like I typically hate to play this. I typically don't rush with this guy, but it's hard not to, man. 7,400. I like that. As far as like fades, like, I mean, I don't know, man. Fucking pick your own poison in here. Like, who cares? Like, it's a 7K range. Pick your pick your studs at the top. Shotgun blast it down here with some of these guys and, and see if you can make the hit, right? I mean, that, that's kind of my theory on on a, especially a shitty field like this. And let's see. What do you think about Buckley this week? I, I really don't want any part of him. I'm not going to be rostering him. But I think the 7K range is, is kind of tough because a lot of the guys you feel safe and want to play are just going to be very high-owned. So I do shocking. like Satith Sagala. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he's, he's a good play at 7,200. Um, he's a California guy. He gains the most strokes on Poa Greens. I really like that this week. He's made three straight cuts at the Sony, the Amex, and the Farmer. So he's yep. been playing. And, you know, you just pull up his, his stats and the thing that he struggles with most is off the tee. And it's I'll not going to be that, you know, important here. So I think he's probably my favorite 7K play, but okay. the way I'm constructing my lineups, I'm not really having to go here. I think my absolute fade would be Patrick Rogers. I, I really no, yeah, hate him. He's worthless here. He sucks. Worthless. And you bet on him and he's always in it, but he always just falls out of it on Sunday, and, like, he won't even cash you, like, a top 40. So, like, if a guy can't even cash me a top 40, like, I just, I don't care. I'm not going to play him. He doesn't seem like a profitable better, so I have no problem. Um, Is he chalky this week? Is Roger, What's Roger's ownership at? I don't know. I don't think it would be super high, but I think maybe sometimes people just like to play him in California. Um, but you know, I, I don't think pe- more people are going to play him no. than than other other weeks. What do you, um, what do you, what do you think about Uber Chalk Matthew Neesmith? Yeah, Uber Chalk. Like Uber some guys, chalk. it's like I just never play, or like I'm not just going to like hop on because some people are are playing them. Like the way I'm constructing my lineups, I'm not going to have to play a bunch of seven K guys, and I'm not betting them outright. So it's just like I, I really have one no no part so of it. But dip- yeah, are you dipping down to the sixes then? Is that yeah? What- yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, I, I, have, two, I, was, I have two plays in the sixes. That that's like ooh. my single entry, and that okay. like kind of rounds out. Two sixes on the single entry. I like it. I love yeah. it. Love yeah. It. No, I, I don't. <laughs> now that no. Yeah. Sure. I'm down. I'm, I'm putting more money into DK this week. Yeah, I think um, I was dead fucking last in the carbon co- contest last week. Uh, yeah, it was not great. What was what was the lineup? I don't. Know. Listen, I didn't even fucking pay attention after fucking Friday. I uh, like I don't even remember. I, I I had I had Ram. And I think I had one other guy make the cut. I think I had four so fucking missed cuts. Yeah, two or six. It was literally the worst DK lineup I put out. Tony Finau in there. For oh yes, yep, yep, yep. Finau was in there. Tony. Tony cost me my one and done too. That was fun. Yeah, I had so Tony fun. one and done. No, yeah. so this is what I learned about one and done. I in like the like I'm not gonna win any money in the mail one no. and done. But I took Bryson in one and done because I would have like 
he was like my last person. I was like, but I never liked him. I didn't put him on my hour card for a reason. <laughs> right. Don't play someone in one it's and not on your that exactly. you're not, not on your hour card. It makes no sense. That's exactly. the worst strategy. In Agreed. The Agreed. Dude, last year, like, so I'd never done a one of those until last year, and I was so fucking bad at it. So just unbelievably bad. Like, it was a fucking joke. Like, it, it, everybody I picked made the, uh, missed the cut for a while. It, it was so bad. I think I got the strategy down a little better this year. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the 6K range, man. Who, who do you like in the, down in the 6K range? I'm excited so to, to hear. I, I hope we're on the same guys. I really like Kadira. You I, all, really, I knew you were gonna. Fu- I knew you were gonna fucking say him. I knew it. You were on I'm, him last year for whatever fucking reason. You, you were following him around, right? Were you following him around? Yeah, at the travelers. Yeah, yeah. Like I walk, like I walk into the travelers and I see Kadara on there. And I'm like Kadara, and he's like, like giving it a thing. I'm like, I mean, most people go to a tournament. His first have, shout out ever. Like that was no one first knows who Kadara is. But okay, but in all honesty, I think he's a really great play this week. Okay, twelfth at the Sony. He's really good with his wedges. He's not long off the tee, but again, that doesn't matter here. And again, he's his only win on the PGA Tour is RBC. Another shorter, more emphasis on approach play. And I really like that he finished twelfth at the Sony. Like I just think that's a really great result, and he's going to a great course fit. I think it's a good play. Um, and then the other guy I like is Austin Eckrow. If you make a, if you make a model this week and you put in wedge play and you put in birdies or better, like that's where he's excelled. And he's a guy that he's really talented and he just hasn't played a lot of events on the PGA Tour. He's 300 to one, um, this week. You know, I don't think he will win, but you know, and he also played the U.S. Open and he told me he played the U.S. Open, uh, as an amateur. Uh, a few years ago when it was here, he missed the cut. But, you know, whatever. He has familiarity with the course. So those are my two 6K plays, and I'm putting them into my lineup so I could fit Cantlay in. Dude, I I, uh, I like those. Uh, so I'm with you on Ekrat, uh, or however the fuck you say his goddamn name, right? Uh, um, and so I'm going to go with Brian Gay as well. Okay. 6400 bucks. This is 100% a Brian Gay type course. 100%. Nobody gives a fuck what you do off the tee here. Good with the wedges and putt. And I'm pretty sure he's got a fucking good course history here, right? Fucking last five times, hasn't missed a cut. Two top tens and two top forties the last two times he's played. 6,400 bucks. He makes some shit fit, right? Especially if you really want to get queued up top. Yeah. And then, and then I, so I was, there's two other guys I was looking at that I want to talk to you about. So Lashley, Nate Lashley, what are we thinking? Anything? Any thoughts? I mean, he has the course history, so like, yeah. and he was he was good here last year. And last he, year, he was good here last year. Did he win this event? Nah, well, no, shit. He's maybe never back won in, this. no, maybe back in the day. I don't fucking know. Um, no, but I mean, I think what what's his price? I mean, That's fucking sixty. He's he's, he's right below Kadir. I think he's sixty eight. I mean, yeah, I think it's a good play. I just think there's some guys like we've talked about that they have good course history, and you just want to play them, and you want to. Yeah. I think I think I might I think I might. I think I might pivot to Kadira because they're. Well, I like any time I'm like, dude, Kadira, like, because I kind of I should have played about the Sony and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Like now that I'm like, okay, Kadira, like I like it. Like yeah. I'm worried he's gonna miss the cut, but I'm down. I'm down. Every week I'm worried cut. about all my players missing the cut. I don't give yeah, a fuck. No, but John Rahm or Cantlay. If you start your lineup like Cantlay Gay, you have eighty one hundred left, yeah. so you can yeah. put it's, in. 
power there, yeah. and then you have six seventy six, and then if you put in yeah. one of Kadira or um if you put in Kadira and yeah, Eckert, that leaves you with eight like eight thousand yeah. flat. Like I think that's like a pretty good build. Yeah. Because I I mean I think we are in agreement. Like I just I'm going to like last week I was like, Oh, I'm gonna like fade the top and not play like Rom or somebody. It's like there's just even if you find some guy at the top that has low ownership, like it doesn't matter if they don't play well. Like, just Correct. eat the chalk. So I think a Cantley Gay or a Cantley Gadira is is a good build, and then you fit some guys in there. But I'm 100% playing Cantley this week. All right. I like it. And then there's, there's something called John Senden. He's $6,000. And, and his tournament history, yeah. This is literally the only – this seems like one of three courses he makes the fucking cut at constantly. So yeah, let's pull it back up. Because I click on shit and then disappears. So now I have to redo it. So, all right. So he has played here. He's an old dude, right, based on his picture. He's played here the last three times. He's made the cut. 61st, 67th, and T39. And that's and all you would want out of a Out of a 6K guy. That's all I give a fuck about because that gives you so much, so much room to play with shit. You could, you could theoretically do a burger can't lay lineup. Because I did it with uh, this dude in it. And yeah, still, so, it'd still be okay. And this seems like the only place he makes the cut. This place and Bermuda and, like, fucking Puerto Rico. That's it. The only places this dude makes the cut. But he yeah, always no, makes I, I would, I would like it. So if you start Cantley, Senden, and then Power, and then McNeely, you could get Kadara, but then you would have to take – so you couldn't go Ekrot. Yeah. And Kadara, I would like that build, but – like, I think that's good because you don't have to play McNeely. You can no. play, like, two guys in the eights or something like that. Yep. Like, you can play, like, Sebez and something like that. So I think if we get a stone men 6K guy to make the cut, like, I'm all for it. Yeah. I think it would be good for builds to get in a lot more AK guys because that's kind of tougher for a lot of people this week. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, before we jump into, uh, we're going to ask him a couple questions here, see if he's burning on anything. And uh, before we get to the outrights, man, uh, got to talk to you guys about prop swap. Listen, the only thing more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs is prop swapping the NFL playoffs. January was prop swap's biggest month ever as betters from across the country cashed in on their Super Bowl futures. Like Jamie from New York, who sold a hundred dollar, 25 to one Bengals Super Bowl ticket for $1,000. Listen. I hope Jamie did what we talked about on here. Listen, always go for two. Buy one, buy or buy two so you can sell one and then hold one to hold the sweat because he sold it for, you know, 25 to one. He made a G uh, and he got 10 times his money. But now the Bengals are in the big dance, man. Like uh, 25 to one. Ooh, I hope he has too. Uh, PropSwap has thousands of buys across the country. So you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. So hurry up and download the pre-swap, PropSwap app today. And they got brand new fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value a free activity feed so you stay in the know with all the big sales and the red hot tickets and a loyalty rewards program that turn your tickets into sales into bonus cash a first deposit match use promo code sgp on your first deposit and prop swap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks join the real sports bettors on prop swap where america buys and sells sports bets and listen the fantasy season may be over uh but the action is still coming Coming in on the Better Fantasy app, download their free-to-play app today uh, to bet on the player props and the NFL during the NFL playoffs. You can 
Also enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because you can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way. It's totally free to play, and you'll earn better credits by completing challenges to use them in your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide and in all 50 states. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGP. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGP. All right. All right, man. You got anything you want you upset about, you want to talk about? Uh, what I, was I the question you, you were going to ask me to catch me oh, off guard? Oh, I, see, I fucking totally forgot. I was going to ask you if you feel like a Sobel now because you were getting you were getting trolled about every time you post somebody on a Sunday, the Kermit gif immediately comes out after like three holes. No, I don't give a single fuck. Like, people don't understand. Like, if I have a guy in the mix, like, I'm going to guarantee he's going to win. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, what I say has no fucking bearing on, like, what actually happens. I'm like, I don't think people, like, actually care. Like, right. I'm just, like, drunk on a Friday night. Like, my guy's too back. Like, yeah, he's going to win. Like, there's no – so, but it is funny that – no, and it's it, – if I didn't hit Cam, it's like – but I think yeah. hitting Cam, like, you're just going to have bad luck after you're hitting that right. So it's like I hit Cam, Seamus – he had, oh. again, two strokes I know. into the Amex, double on one. Yep. Same thing with Sanjay. So it's like, I'm expecting this for a little bit, and that's fine. I'm good for, like, two months after I had an outright. Like, then I'm, like, fine. I don't need to hit another one. Like, I usually don't hit any in general. Um, but, no, if people want to fucking fade my plays, like, do it every while. I don't give a shit. Like, I, I, I have good plays, okay? So I don't want to hear that I jinx Sanjay. I'm more mad about it than any of you guys. Like, I would have to win, like, so don't. Don't, don't say that, man. That's what I asked, man. So it's funny. So, like, I feel like I'm trending in the wrong direction, too, right? Because I went from Cam, Kisner top three, right? Seamus, fucking – he was in the mix, and then, like you said, just on the stadium. Of course, I knew that was going to fucking happen with Seamus, too, by the way. Like, I knew it. I was like, ah, oh, this is too good to be true. And then last week, fucking, I don't think I had anybody live after fucking Friday. Like, fucking forget about it. Yeah. No, and, th- and that's tough that, like, you've bet lists before, and he made yeah. all the sense in the world, and you're like, fuck. Because that's where it's, it's a scar tissue, like, man. It's scar tissue. Yeah, like, like I've been where, on this dude for so long. Yeah. Like, like he's not going to fucking win. Yeah. Like, and that's why in gambling, you got to kind of try to take the emotion yeah. out of it, which yeah. is hard to do. And it's especially hard for like me to do because like, I just like, I'm just putting out content. Like I'm making, like I'm having my takes on guys like yeah. Russell Henley. Like, it was oh. just way easier for me to just shit on him and say he can't win than to suck it up and fucking bet him at 40 to 1. Granted, it worked out in my favor. Like, he yeah, literally exactly. did not win, but yeah. like, that's where, like, kind of like putting out cards and like putting out content kind of clouds, like, what you bet. Because it's like, yeah. last week, like, j- like, Look, I, I didn't bet him. I didn't bet Liss outright, but there is a universe in which I bet ten bucks on him outright. Like, there's some weeks, like when Swafford wins, or like when Colin wins, like right. the Open, or I'm like, there's no universe, like Coke Rack. Like, there's no universe in which I place that wager. But with Liss last week, like, I really. Yeah, you could have really? seen yourself actually placing that bet. And so you have to be, you have to be honest with yourself with that shit too, right? Like you do. And, and that's something that, uh, like you'll see in our Slack chain. I'm like, oh, I should have bet that guy. I'm like, yeah, but was he really on your radar? Like, right, exactly. You did. So 
Yeah, like, like, just chill out. Like, listen, if it's somebody you bet all the time, and I think we, th- I think I talked to Andy about this, and I was like, oh, you poor prick, like, well, you're always on Gooch, and you weren't even on fucking Gooch when he won, right? So it's like, pick your horses, ride with your horses, and and stick to your fucking pattern. Like, like the amount of work and, and just grind and knowledge we have about this shit in general, like, should should help us, right? Like, yeah. like, like it's such a it's such a weird niche betting market. Like, it doesn't seem like it because we're all interested in the same shit. But if you look at like a like a sports book handle on golf compared to fucking any other sport, they're like, yeah, whatever. That's why you catch them sleeping. That's why you catch them because they don't give a fuck. Because there's yeah. 500 idiots fucking live betting whoever, right? Because they just dropped the slot. Um, but yeah, it, like lists, like I, I try not get like worked up about stuff, and like I kind of put some blame on just like like fundamentally, I was just like I bet. Like I had no problem throwing ten bucks on Aaron Wise at a hundred to one, even though I literally knew he would not win. Right. But I just bet him because I was high on him. Right. But the th- like it's different when you don't bet a guy like twenty to one that you've always bet. Like if you were like always on Jason Day, like you bet him the last two weeks and then he's twenty to one at Pebble and you don't bet him, it's like anyways. okay, whatever. It was a shitty number, but like with list, it's like it's ten bucks. Right, exactly. It's like, it's like, what are you losing? Like, it's 10 bucks on an 80 to 1. That's where it hurts. That's where it stings, but. Yeah, I literally, I literally texted Steve that exact thing, and I was like, the fucking, like, the one time I don't bet him, I was like, I was like, the one week I don't throw 10 or $20 on him just in case he fucking finally hits. Just in case. And And then fuck it. Oh, it's the worst. Okay, I'm going to harp on this because I've kind of been like, like, and another thing that I kind of get into <laughs> is that when I bet – so there's been multiple instances. So I bet Finau top 20 at Northern Trust, he won, and then I bet Cantley top 10 at the BMW. I was on your pod, and I said I like yep. Cantley, did not yep. bet him outright. And then I bet Rory top 10 at CJ because I was like Rory on Fazio. Yeah. So like, I've had instances where you bet a guy placement and they go out and win, and that hurts a lot. And then the thing about list is that, like, like I I bet a few guys top ten that I liked. Like I bet like Keith Mitchell and like um like uh, Matt McNeely and like they were all high odds. Like I wouldn't have bet them all top right. ten. I wouldn't have bet them all out. All right. But like yeah. list, I think the lesson is just like it's ten bucks. And I think sometimes we get caught up. It's like, oh, you can't structure your card that way. No, dude, like, I don't give. I give. It's no like, fu- dude, that shit irritates if, me. If you win, it's, you my, win. it's my bankroll. I'll manage it how I want. You can say I bet fucking weird. I don't give a shit. Guess what? If I hit, I'm still fucking happy. It's, it's oh, dude, the bankroll management fucking people with the cards are so fucking irritating. Anything over sixty to one, throw ten bucks on it. Thank you. That's it. Yeah, and if, you really, never, if you really like them, they're twenty five, they're twenty. Yeah. Who cares? And that, and like, th- like that's the thing. It's like with you know, kind of a guy twenty. Like I'm, you know, if I hit an outright, I want it to be over seven hundred. That is like the number. Like if yeah. I hit an outright and it's, I'm not gonna be upset. But if I hit an outright and it's for four hundred or something, like it's yeah. not as great. And that's yeah, the thing exactly. about these lower and like. The shorter odds, you have to front a lot. Like Cantley, I think he can very well win this week. I'm not betting 35 bucks or 40 bucks on him to win because anything can happen, and so, it's more likely or not that he will. But that's why list hurts because it's no skin off my right. back. 
Correct. If he doesn't win. And no, and this is what I'm saying. Okay. I totally missed the point. My point <laughs> is, is that when I bet a guy. Top tens. Play when I bet a guy like Rory and List, I didn't want them to win because I bet them placement. What, what I really should have done is that the second a guy you bet placement on plays well, you take him out, right? Like as soon as List played well on thir- Wednesday, yeah. I should have just bet him outright, like live yeah. at a shittier number. Yeah, That's you know you're right. Learn. You're right. You're right. Because it's the same thing too. Like uh, people are like, well, I like him at, I like him at 28, but I don't like him at 25. I'm like, what the fuck is three points? Like, what do you give a fuck? Like three points. Like, like you're like you're that you're that critical with your with your bankroll management. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like the, yeah. those people, those people here take me, man. Like, and I'm with you. Everybody's got the different price point, right? So there's no bankroll and shame here, man. If you bet a dollar, five dollars, like whatever, right? And if you're a big, if you're a big guy, like. And you bet a hundred bucks, uh, fucking or more, fucking five hundred dollars on outrights and things like that. Like I know plenty of people who do that. Well, I don't do that shit. I'll do that shit randomly, and that's when I say, "Hey, listen, I'm football betting this on an outright." That's why I feel real strong. And fuck it, it's a hundred bucks. And so, and because I do stupid shit like that, like why am I not throwing ten dollars on guys who I always bet? Like it's it's so dumb. It, it, it's it's just a constant learning thing. Like. It's it's just like anything with gambling, right? You you, you learn and, and, and you move and, and you listen to other people's theories, and it's like, all right, so what am I doing wrong? What is like, why am I why am I doing this versus that? And uh, yeah, man, you just gotta always be open to change. And, that, and that's yeah. like that. I think we're thinking of it completely different if we don't hit Cam at TOC because yeah. when you like, you can't expect to hit like m- like multiple outrights in an eight week span, like. You, you can go on a heater, though. You the, the, false, the false swing, dude. The false swing, I think I hit three, four. Like, it was, like, it was good. Like, the false yeah. swing was good for you, boy. Like, it was real good. <laughs> like, you can, but it's just, like, it's unrealistic to expect it to keep it, sustained. Yeah, and that's why it's, like, whatever. I could sleep at night. It's, okay, I always say it's one thing to be upset about what you bet. And lose money. It's like I broke even last week. Like I'm Whatever. not gonna be yeah. like, yeah. like you. On the other hand, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, got my dick kicked in. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. Like, uh, that's all right. So, all right, we talked about outrights, man. Who are you on this week? You got any bombs? Because, like I said, I only got three bets down. And my mind is open to, to try to hear some stuff yeah. here. I typically, so, I typically like some long shots here, so, and I haven't been able to narrow down on one. And it might just because it's Monday and I'm still hurting from the fucking financial crush I took yesterday. But, uh, yeah. So who you so got? So I'm betting Seamus at 30, McNeely yeah. at 28, Sebez at 50. Don't love it. Like, can live yeah. or die without that. And then I think Bombs, I think Satith, I'm on because he's yeah. 130 to 1 on DraftKings. That's just a crazy number for a guy that's been playing well. And then I think I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Kadira and Eckroat. Like, that's okay. kind of where I'm at. You know, I, in my head, I'm like, well, who's, like, who is the Luke List this week? You never fucking know. You know, like. Yeah, Kadira and Eckhart are fucking, both fucking super deep, too. Yeah. All right. Like, absolute bomb. So what, what are you thinking? What have you played so far? So, so far, I've played, I'm with you. I got Seamus. I got my worst number. I got 28. Um, I got Burger at 14, and that was a football bat. So, whatever. There's so you're on Burger for the repeat. Yeah, we're on Burger for the repeat. I think he's coming in good form, and whatever, man. It's like, always about the putter with him. If he could just and it came, and it came back last week, so I got excited, and I was afraid the number was going to drop. 
So I just grabbed it first thing this morning. And plus I'm fucking chasing the losses from last week. So, you know, this is, this is, this is how I do. Uh, and then I got Rose at fucking 28 to 1. Yep. I think that's a very popular bet. I think that's a great bet. And yep. I, I think that that definitely is a good, good route to go. And then we sprinkle a couple bombs in there and we call it a week. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I'm thinking about doing maybe a little Troy Merritt. A little deep too, but I like, I like the Kadira thing. You might have sold me a little bit on Kadira. At least um, Taj wanted. Like yeah. a top four day. Yeah, well, there's my fucking, my shitty offshores don't even have that crap out yet. So, yeah. like, I got, like, I got lines out through my three balls. Like, anybody plays yeah. fucking three balls. Fuck out yeah. here. Um, all right. Well, I, I, other than, uh, other than Tap and Birdie, uh, the podcast, which you can find, uh, at the Tuesdays at eight o'clock on, uh, on the Twizzfair and then you, new YouTube, YouTube channel, right? With, uh, Jersey. Yeah, it's on his YouTube channel, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, so anywhere you want to check it out, you want to see my face, watch it on YouTube, on my Twitter, you want to just listen to the audio on 1.5, check it out on Spotify. Oh, it's always, it's always 1.5. People that don't are crazy. They're insane. How do you, crazy, I've never listened to a podcast regular speed. No, no, it's insane. It's insane. It's like, I can't imagine, like, first of all, the shit, the the amount of stuff I want to listen to during the week, like, there's no way I can consume it all, not at one and a half. It's yeah. fucking nuts. And yeah. for people who listen to me at 1.5, it's got to be tough because I talk fast anyway. So. Yeah, no, we both we both talk fast. <laughs> like, this is definitely a good – but I also like my voice better on 1.5. Like, I just – yeah, what? I don't – What kind I of – I sound better. You sound better. better. You sound faster. Yeah, but it's it's fun. It's, okay. I just like – yeah, it, like I – like for the amount of content we want to consume, like I'm not sitting at my desk like my favorite – like it sounds weird when I listen to it on regular speed. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. I don't listen to anything at fucking like the only thing I listen to at regular speed. I, I shit. I don't even think I do anymore. I used to listen to one random podcast at regular speed, like a, like a story one, but I haven't listened to that one in fucking forever. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it. One and a half. All right. So listen, you find all this shit over at uh the Sports Gaming Podcast. He's writing the DFS articles, and let me tell you, that shit is fiery. Writes really well. I'm very happy. I was barely. I was. I wasn't very, I didn't know if he could read when we first talked. So I was very happy that he could write. Uh, it was very good. Uh, and, and a, a huge step up. No disrespect for the other guys that used to be here, but fucking huge step up. Uh, I love having him in uh, the SGPN family. And I wrote up Luke List last week. I know. Imagine that. <laughs> so listen, go fucking go, go watch his shit on Tuesday nights as a primer before our shit comes out. Our second show comes out on Wednesdays. Um, he's always got good chap guests on there, man. He's entertaining. He's between two ferns. Uh, it's Brian Kirshner and, uh, you know where to find me, man. Uh, Boston underscore capper on Twitter. I'm in the Slack channel and, uh, yeah, come holla at, let's break the fucking books this week. Let's go. 